Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. There are a lot of ways to start a new year. Some may start the new year groggy and a little hungover. Maybe you start the new year with collard greens and black-eyed peas. I was recently told not to clean my house on New Year's Day because that washes away any good luck. And frankly, that sounds like a good enough reason to me. The fireworks that you may have heard or if you were up for them saw last night were intended to scare off evil spirits so that they will not accompany us into 2023. Some say you're supposed to eat 12 grapes. I don't know. Open the doors to let the old out and the new, and the new in. Okay. I am a fan of the first day hike movement, though I'm not sure that's going to happen this afternoon, maybe sometime this first week. And I'm also a lifelong maker of resolutions, though sadly, not a lifelong keeper of resolutions, really. I do love the newer, or maybe it's old and recently reclaimed idea of naming the year, choosing a word for the coming year. The idea is not to choose a word that's connected to a goal like exercise. It's more like choosing a word to shape the coming days and seasons. A word about our values. It can be a verb like create or listen. Or a noun like compassion, hope, or awe. And then the idea is to keep that word in mind in the minor and major events of our lives. Because what we call something matters and impacts how we think about things. We give things meaning when we name them. This year, the secular new year and the church's feast of the holy name coincide with a Sunday morning. So while we're here telling the Christmas stories and still singing the Christmas hymns, thank you, we are focusing on the naming, the name given by the angel, Jesus. Jesus emerges into English via a trip through Greek from its Hebrew and Aramaic roots as Joshua or Yeshua. And the best way to translate the meaning of the name is to deliver or to rescue. This naming is saturated with meaning. And the directive to name this child rescuer comes directly from the angel of God in his first conversation with Mary. This is the purpose and the meaning of Jesus from the very beginning. For me, this rescuing looks a particular way in my particular life. I'm guessing it does in your life too, or you probably wouldn't be bothering with church at all, much less first thing on New Year's Day. 
For me, this rescuing is not being extricated from a plot in which God was ready to smite me and Jesus stepped in. Substitutionary atonement theories, as they call them, work for some folks, but it's never squared with the God of mercy and love and wonder that I was introduced to and with whom I fell in love. And also, mysteriously, Jesus is God, and God is Jesus, so they're not on different sides of an equation in battle against each other. Rather, God in Jesus rescues me the way search parties go out into the woods or out to sea to find the wayward, lost, or drowning soul who thought she could handle the hike or the currents on her own, but got horribly turned around and is dangerously adrift. Jesus, the deliverer, delivers us back to shore, or like the lost sheep, back to the fold, back to a place of safety and care. Jesus saves us, not from an angry God who needs appeasing, but from ourselves, our egos, our pride, our insecurities, our fears, all those death-dealing attributes, and ultimately from death itself. Jesus wakes you and me from the nightmare that is believing that we are alone and adrift and shows us the dream of God, that we belong to each other and we belong to God. The life and death and resurrection of Jesus shine like a searchlight or a lighthouse in a dark world. And that rescuing lifeline does take on an infinite number of shapes. A Messiah singing chorus, not unlike, I think, the heavenly host that saved the shepherds and called them to go with haste or a quiet, treasured moment where we look around our living rooms at our families and ponder how we got here, and in the same breath wonder what the future holds, perhaps like Mary did, while she held her own lifeboat in her arms, or salvaging a disastrous journey by sharing rooms with those who have no place in the inn, or no running water, or no departing flight, these are but a few glimpses of the manifold ways that Jesus redeems you and me by helping us redeem our messy, broken, wayward lives. This little baby, who is God, is named Jesus, is named Savior. I wonder what that means to you this morning. It's like that famous question, what's saving your life today? How are you saved? How does Jesus save you? And from what are you saved? I wonder what it means to walk out from this place, this morning, into this day, in this new year, named ourselves as rescued souls 
as people who have been pulled back from the brink? What if we are already secured? And what if the days before us are already redeemed? What if we blessed this new year with the name of Jesus, saving and saved? And then we called that name to mind throughout the year, keeping Jesus' rescuing work in mind in the minor and major events of our lives. Because what we call things matters and impacts how we think about things. And we call him Jesus. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.